Sunday sit-down with Jared Scaley. Oh, yeah. Every Sunday from 11 to 1 on ESPN New Hampshire. Top of the hour here at ESPN New Hampshire. The Sunday sit-down with Nick, Jack, and Steve Accardi. No Jared this week, so we're just gonna we're gonna do our thing. We're gonna crush it, and we're gonna the big it's an three. Improvement. It's an the, improvement. The big three thrives when it's when it's us, yes. and we got Timmy Buns on the board. This is you want to talk about an all star crew. <laughs> I love how every time you come on the show because it never happens a lot, Jack. It's always like, <laughs> oh, the dream team, oh, yeah. a team. <laughs> I mean, we just like we feel bad, so we just gotta give you like a team name. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, I've been uh, doing, and then we just bash you every other doing big things. I've been writing my novel. Out doing big things, traveling so, so the world, a lot, drinking a lot of Bud Light. Oh, no. you, just, you just got back from your your sailboating adventure across the Pacific, right? See, he's Actually, been be following honest, my Twitter feed. I follow feed. him on Snapchat. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> is, this, is this for real? <laughs> no, no, it's not for real. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen you in six months. You could have done something. No, it's, just, usually, it's usually just most Sunday mornings. I'm like, yeah, it's far. I'm good. No, it's it's like it's like he. I remember one time you're like, hey guys, I uh, I just I feel I'm feeling really sick. It's like, oh, what'd you do last night? He's like, uh, I went to a concert. Yeah, I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't know why you got a problem. You went to Hootie. You saw Darius Rucker. I was like, ah, oh, you got, you got. Yeah, we did. A, we did see. You got, you got to put, you got to put some back for Darius Rucker. I'm pretty sure that if I, the reason I come on and just say, you know, it's the A team, is is then we live up to it. <laughs> you know, do. if I came in, I was like, hey guys, I'm here. But if we're the A team, we live <laughs> hey guys, up to it. Guys, it's it's the JV team. Hell uh, yeah, it's Jack Gilman here. If we announce ourselves with the B team, maybe people expect less. But you know what? But then if we did announce ourselves as the hey, B team, hey, we, would we would overshoot. We would overshoot. As someone that who standard. has played on many B teams, <laughs> as as I'm a, I'm a B team guy, so to finally be on the A team, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, we love having you. I love having a guy who's in a sailboat on the Pacific. You you know a lot. You have so much knowledge. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Okay, we're on the radio. We're, we're, most of us, if we're truly honest with ourselves, we're on some B teams in our day. All right. I've said enough. <laughs> Definitely, absolutely. So, I mean, the, the sad news is we're, you know, this is the last show for a little while. But because of that, we can talk some NFL predictions all the way up to the Super Bowl because, you know, why can't we talk about it next week when we're not going to be here? Am I right? Uh, that's a very good, very good point. Yep, absolutely. All right. So, so let's, <laughs> let's, let's be cautious here. A week ago, Christian Arcan was 0 for 4, picking the football games for the weekend. Look where that got his show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already know where ours is going. So, I mean, yeah, you can only, you can only shoot for it. So, you got you to take these with a grain of salt because we're probably going to be wrong. Am I right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely th- going to be wrong. That's the good why- thing is if we're wrong, no one can call us next week to tell us we were wrong. <laughs> hey, we just, and also, we just peace out. We and, were wrong. Who also, cares? I made, my buddy, I made my buddy a lot of money last night on prop bets. Yeah, I told him Brock Osweiler, I think it was 205 passing yards. I said, take the under. Oh, absolutely. The, co- the completions. <laughs> there was one that was dumb. It was like, uh, Lamar Miller will have more than 15 yards receiving. I'm like, that's a screen pass. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a relatively successful screen pass. That's, yeah. a screen, like, that's an average screen is 15 yards. Actually, there were some plays last night that kind of made me shake my head. There's that, uh, the, the third, third back, not Grimes, but that kid was electric. Yeah, no, he's there is, but that always tends to happen in the playoffs. You get these random guys who just show up, and you who's who's this? You did, see the guy who was working the sausage stand outside last yeah, week? Yeah, right, right. He upgraded. He stole. It's like the Damien, the Damien uh, movie where they steal the uh, they kidnap the superstar. Remember, they're Celtics fans, and they kidnap the guy from the Jazz because he's in the finals. 
Okay, no one gets my reference. That's I don't terrific. Me- I don't remember that. <laughs> I do remember watching it. I don't remember the name of it, but I do remember watching it, and I stayed in it for about an hour, so it couldn't have been that I, bad. I, I jumped in the last, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, then they were trying to kidnap Deion Sanders after, which well, is... <laughs> I read Jerry Thornton's From Darkness to Dynasty, and back when the Patriots were just god-awful and they were a joke of a franchise, um, there was a guy who was on the team who then left the team. So we went to go see one of the games, and he was, he was drunk drinking in the stands. And then one of the, Patriots, uh, one of the Patriots front office members were like, shoot, we need somebody today. And they knew he was there in the stands, so they went and got him. While this guy's already a couple beers deep, it was like, hey, come suit up. Get on the field. No. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, it's happened. It's happened. He I must wish- have been flying on special teams. Like, whoo, I feel great. I wish- Yeah, for the first five minutes. And then, <laughs> and then he starts throwing up. <laughs> I wish sports was still so, like, that, that loose and or- unorganized. Because that, w- that could never happen now. Like- Believe it or not, the NHL just amended their rules this year. That now you can bring a goalie out of the stands, Back, which is the way it was for to, years. Because yeah. they had an embarrassing situation last year where Luongo left, and then the goalie playing got hurt, and they wanted to dress another goalie, and they were told no. And there was about a 15-minute argument with New York on this. Luongo came back and finished the game. Where'd he go? He went to the doctors, but he was fine. You know, he got hit like maybe in the throat area, but he was fine. But he actually had to come back because they wouldn't let him take their AHL goalie who was there in the stands and go in and play. So the NHL has amended their rules this year. In fact, all the teams must have a list of local available goaltenders. So I could come to town with, say, the Flyers, know I'm down a guy, and call someone on the list and say, tonight you're a Flyer. So I couldn't be sitting front row and then see Tuca go down and then McIntyre go down and be like, hey, this guy. There you are. This guy. Mm-hmm. JV Hockey, this guy. <laughs> In fact, the B beauty team. of it is is when Tuca <laughs> went down, they'd let you go pad up. And then when McIntyre goes down, you're ready. There's no 20-minute delay waiting for you. Nothing like uh, Rich Peverly, was it uh, two years ago, when he legitimately died on the bench? They brought him back, revived him, and Rich Peverly was like, get me back in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Throw the skates on him in. I have this image of you as, like, Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks. Uh, just, like, kicking at pucks. Getting nailed. <laughs> I'd pay to see that. That's I would pay to I'd see pay that. big money to see I'd that. To see I'm that. the only one fat enough in the room to be <laughs> Goldberg. What are you talking about? Get back. All oh, right, man. so, so guys, I mean, we're, we're out of it for a little while. But so we got some predictions to break down with the rest of the NFL playoffs. We got the Steelers versus the Chiefs today. I think this is the toughest one. It is. Uh, maybe. Maybe. But Steelers versus Chiefs today, whoever wins this game goes to play the New England Patriots next week in Foxborough. Who do you got? Since Jack, you're never here, you can go first. You know, I'm back and forth on I this one. Too. I'm really back and forth. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are a better overall football team. Um, I know Andy Reid's the coach. I know he will have poor clock management. <laughs> I know I know that Alex Smith is just going to be the most boring individual to watch. But they have a defense, which you can't say about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They do not have a defense. But their pass rush has been really, really good lately. I'm, I'm going Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs. And, and to be honest with you, I don't I don't really care. It doesn't matter. It's really who's going to go to New England and lose. Is really the who'd big. Who would you rather have go to New England, though? I say Kansas City all the way. Yeah, and I, and I think they win this game I, I at Arrowhead. That's a big. That's a big. I difference. think Kansas City wins that game. See now, I kind of I have the same uh, perception as you do. A lot of people do that. Kansas City has 
that great defense because they kind of they oh, have they're not that great, they have though. they have the Patriots uh, the way the Patriots were at the beginning of the season the Patriots had they gave, they didn't give up a lot of points but they gave up a lot of yards passing yards rushing yards same thing for Kansas City throughout the year yards they're twenty fourth passing yards eighteenth and rushing yards twenty sixth. So overall, the yardage game, they get smoked. But the points, they, they, they keep people out of the end zone. But I, I'm, they're still they're a better team than Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's defense just is it's almost non-existent. And if you can just dink and dunk the Alex Smith way, and if Andy Reid understands that he has three timeouts per half, then I, Kansas City's got to take it. Kansas City's going to be in Gillette next week. You so know what? It all depends on how Big Ben his health is on that leg. He was in a walking boot earlier this week. I think Tuesday he was out of it. Says he feels fine, but I don't trust anything that any player is saying because why would they try to give a competitive advantage? I think it's Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's going to win this game. They're high-flying offense. I think they're going to have enough from Ryan Shazier and, and Jarvis Jones. And, those, and you know they have a really good linebacking core. Their secondary a little bit um, <laughs> of an issue which the Patriots will exploit. But I just think Le'Veon Bell is going to run all through this Kansas City defense because, A, they're not that good. I think their overall rank is, what, 19th, if I'm not mistaken, in terms of uh, points or, or whatnot overall defense, which is really kind of confusing whether they do points Pittsburgh? or yards. Uh, no, I'm talking Kansas City. Oh, I, I think that uh, Kansas City, I mean, granted, Houston's amazing. They got Marcus Peters. They have you know pretty good defensive tackles. But I, I just I think Le'Veon Bell... Antonio Brown are going to be enough to get it done. If you, sure. look, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs this season and their signature wins, they have not had an easy schedule by any means. Absolutely not. Nobody in the AFC West So has. Kansas City beat the Raiders twice. They beat uh, Denver. They beat the Falcons. They beat Denver again. They beat Denver both times they played them. But if you look at the one game that would be so the rematch, I guess against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh defeated Kansas City forty-three to fourteen. Yep. Now that's all the way back in October. But clearly, Pittsburgh did something right in that game. Kansas City is seventh in the league with nineteen point four points allowed. Oh, per that's game. what it is. They have nineteen point four points allowed per game. But what, I mean, they really struggle against the run. They, they, yes, they, they do. They're twenty-six. They're, they're, and that's what Pittsburgh does. Very good is they can run the ball with Le'Veon Bell. D'Angelo Williams is their second running back. They will pound it down your throat. Le'Veon Bell is going to see a ton of action today, and I wouldn't be shocked if he becomes a player of the game. Now, it also depends for me if, if Ben Roethlisberger can throw That's the ball. That's the big you I mean, know, You've seen him sometimes, some games this season, and it worries me with him going to Arrowhead. Some games this season, he just kind of shuts off. I know he does, and trust me, I had him as my fantasy quarterback. Um that's one thing that I'm going to put a big asterisk. If I see any reports of Big Ben's kind of gingerly walking through the, you know, the locker and whatnot, I want to switch my pick immediately because if he's not 100%, he really struggles. And it's you know obviously that's to be said because of injuries. But even a little nagging thing still really you know halts his production. And it really slows down. He's had some big duds. Look at the Miami game this year. They got their asses kicked. We can agree that the Denver Broncos defense was very good this year, right? Of course, they they were they were pretty good. Struggling against the run, they were they were good. They were not as good as they were. Last they year, they were not. Yeah, they were not. Kansas the Super Bowl City team. dropped thirty points on them both times they played. And them. Kansas City's offense and, is not that good. So now Kansas City put dropped thirty on Denver twice, and now is going to play Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh defense. 
I mean, you really, you really think Alex Smith is going to be able to push the ball down the hill? I mean, the only way Pittsburgh wins this game is if they drop forty-five points. That's the only way that they, that they win in a shootout. They have to win a shootout. Kansas City's they going. They have to. Kansas City. Kansas City doesn't have the offensive firepower to com, com, in a, compete but in a shootout. But Kansas City has the defense to be able to stop. But we'll Travis see. Kelsey's the best tight end in the league. I mean, I'm not even going to warrant that. <laughs> That's what ESPN wrote. Well, I mean, that are playing right now? Maybe. But that wasn't the way it was phrased. Yeah, it's stupid. Remaining, remaining tight ends, Travis Kelsey can be a force in this game. But... If Pittsburgh decides to go with the running game, then Pittsburgh has a better chance to win. I still think Kansas City's got it. Arrowhead is such a tough place to play in. I, I, I look at I look at Kansas City, right? From as far as the whole season long, this is the team that scared me. This is the team in the AFC that, that has scared me. Pittsburgh has scared me. Really? Mm-hmm. Now moving over to the NFC, we got Dallas versus Green Bay. This one Jack in Jerry's world, I have n- I have no idea. I mean, I think I have Green Bay. I have Green Bay too. Here's the thing: so if if Green Bay wins, I'm pretty much convinced they're going to go to the Super Bowl. But if Dallas wins this game, I think Atlanta can beat Dallas, and Atlanta will go to the Super Bowl. I do I do too because That's- Dallas Dallas relies so much on their offense that if they if their offense has even if their offense wilts a little bit. I don't. I don't think they can win. And I think Green. I think the biggest test to the Patriots, if if the Patriots do get to the Super Bowl, would absolutely be Green Bay. If you look at Green Bay, their only defensive strength, their only defensive strength is their rush. That is it, right? Clay Matthews coming off the that, Peppers. That is their only defensive strength. What does Dallas like to do? Run the football. They run the football. What what Green Bay has to do is force Dak Prescott. Force him. To be amazing. Force him to be the guy that everyone thinks he's going to be. Do you think he can do it? In a, in a, as a rookie in a divisional round? No, I do not. I do, actually. I, I don't. Do. And I think Ezekiel Elliott is... I think Ezekiel Elliott's overrated. I think the, the... Oh, come on. I could run like Ezekiel Elliott behind that offensive line. Ezekiel Elliott is such a talented running back, though. No, the he, offensive line is talented. Of, of course, but you, you, it's, is that going to fault him? He was great in college, too. Yeah, exactly. And, and all right, so I, in my opinion, the best running back in football is Le'Veon Bell, but then right behind him is Ezekiel, and it's the only other person that's competing with that is Shady McCoy, who's never healthy. So for a rookie to put up these numbers, granted, best offensive line, but still, his yak is still ridiculous yards after contact. I mean, I know George have a catch, but I, I changed it. Um, <laughs> but I just I think – he he's so aggressive. He's so elusive. He's got amazing physical gifts. He jumps over people. His stiff arms mean. And his biggest strength for me is when he when that ball's put in his chest by Dak Prescott, he's already at full speed. Yes. So he finds that hole and he is hauling ass I mean, up the middle. If we're gonna go with who's jumping, I mean, Legarrette Blunt can jump over a guy. That was one adjective, sir. If you want to nitpick, I'm just saying. The offensive line of the Dallas Cowboys makes Ezekiel Elliott great. Look at DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray uh, left, went over to Phil, and he sucked. Right. Why was he good in Dallas? That offensive line is so Uh, good. Dude, he just put up 1,200 rushing yards in Tennessee. But he's back in Tennessee. Now he's with Tennessee, and he had a great year. Chip Kelly utilized DeMarco Murray so wrong. Yeah, but I'm just saying that doesn't mean that because they have a great offensive line that DeMarco Murray doesn't have talent. He's doing it with another team that doesn't even have close to the same offensive line. Ezekiel Elliott is he's he's 
too much of a freak athlete to, to go against. All right, I think I'm the not bi- buying it on him. The biggest X factor for this is Des Bryant's revenge game. Because you remember, I think it was two years ago, the, the worst, the worst officiating decision of all time, in my opinion, behind the 1985 um, pass interference play or the tuck rule, is that they ruled that Tez Bryant was not a catch, which it was blasphemy. It's the worst call I've seen in the last five years, right behind Calvin Johnson. So I just, Des Bryant's revenge game, I think he's going to have a monstrous game. The Green Bay Packers are playing the kind of football that wins championships right no now. Doubt. No doubt. Right now. They I are, still think Green Bay is going to win. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is on another level right now. I mean, no Tom, Jordy, Brady, though. Tom, Tom Brady is the best quarterback in NFL history. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback right now. No doubt. No. And, and he is single-handedly keeping the Green Bay Packers in games. I think it's going to be a close game. I still think Green Bay. But here's also the big it. thing. Look at look at how bad he was last year. What was the main one of the main reasons for that? He didn't have Jordy Nelson to throw to. Jordy Nelson will not be playing in this game. He's got that rib injury. Um, that looked pretty nasty. I don't I don't even know if he, he could be able to play in the NFC Championship game. But that could have a big effect on him. Granted, Devonte Adams is a beast now. I've always liked Devonte Adams. I just think it's going to be a shootout. They're going to have to get a break. Um, they're going to have to, I mean, you look at the Giants game. The Giants dominated that first half. Absolutely dominated. F- defensively, we're, we're manhandling the Packers. They were forcing stops. If The wide receivers betrayed, yes, betrayed Eli Manning <laughs> for going to Miami, partying, and then dropping a stinker in that game by dropping touchdowns. It should have been at least two scores going into halftime, but they, they fell on their face. So... Green Bay is playing good. They had a good second half, but they are beatable. I think veteran experience is going to give this this game to Green Bay. I do. Too. You got two rookies who are leading this team with a mediocre defense. Uh, they're the same thing though. They mediocre, only give up definitely. 19 points, but Aaron Rodgers can turn that 19 points into 30 easily. Like you said, he is the best quarterback in the league right now, and the veteran experience. He's been there. He's been to Super Bowls. He's been in big games before. That right there is going to win them this game today. I think anybody left in the playoffs right now can score on this Dallas defense. Absolutely. Dallas Dallas is going to win playoff games if they do with big, high-scoring games. You know what high, I'd, exploding offenses. You know what I'd love to see is like Dak Prescott just come out in the first half and just be horrible and have at halftime then make the switch to Tony Romo. That like would that be would the just most be Jerry like, Jones thing of all time. Oh, you know it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know it. And and, and and Romo spends the second half fumbling and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Gets like, hurt on the first play. This? Yeah. Gets hurt on the first play. But no, Dallas's Dallas's offense thrives when you let Zeke eat. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's it. If if he's if you guys can can contain him and shut Zeke down, which I don't think can happen, then then Dallas has stands a chance in this game. But it's, I think Dax Dax a rookie. Zeke's a rookie. Like I said, Rodgers and the veteran defense is going to. I think they're going to take you, over this game. Uh, what 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 more do we need to make the you know to make us believe in Dallas? They're thirteen and three. You know what I mean? They play in a very very. They play in the best division in football. So, what I irritates just, me? I just think I think you know if they beat Green Bay, they're for real. But it just I don't know. I I, I just don't trust Dallas. To get over the hump. I don't either. I just don't. Coaching staff I don't trust. No, no. Me either. I, I, I trust the player. I just don't trust that, that logo. 
Garrett doesn't make the decisions here. Jerry Jones makes the decisions. Uh, Jerry Jones is a fool. He is a fool. Continuing the conversation next on the ESPN New Hampshire Sunday sit-down, 603-883-9900. Get your calls in. We'll be right back. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. Hi, I'm Steve McCarty. The Patriots advanced to their record-breaking six straight AFC Championship game when they defeated the Houston Texans 34-16. Houston's top-ranked defense made life difficult for Brady by sacking him twice and forcing two interceptions. Deion Lewis became the first player ever in a divisional game to score off a pass, a run, and a kickoff. The Patriots pull away in the second half to give Brady his 23rd playoff victory, which is more than 27 teams have for total playoff wins. Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons' red-hot offense were too much for the Seattle Seahawks, crushing them 36-20 and advancing to the NFC Championship game. The Packers and Cowboys will kick off at 4.40 p.m. today with their winner playing the Atlanta Falcons. The Pittsburgh Steelers and Kansas City Chiefs are set to kick off at 8.20 p.m. The winner will travel to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. The Bruins are set to battle the New York Islanders tomorrow in a 1 p.m. matinee. The last time the Bees stepped on the ice, they scored six times. The Celtics will battle Kemba Walker and the Charlotte Hornets tomorrow with tip-off at 7.30. Avery Bradley is doubtful for the game as he's still dealing with an injury. This 90-second update was brought to you by Miller Lite. As long as you are who you, who you are, it's Miller time. Six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred. Call and get your thoughts in. So last night, Tom Brady threw two interceptions, which equals the amount of interceptions that he threw all season. Is, does that strike any concern for you guys moving forward with the AFC Championship game? No, I think it was just a dud. Honestly, I think it was just a dud. I always get worried about having that week off because it just you know you're just not doing anything. You're not having game. Action, but that's why you see a lot of wild card teams that just kind of roll because they're on momentum. That was a bad. That was two awful passes. Those interceptions. The Michael Floyd pass off his hands. No, really off his hands because he had to dive full extension to go get it. Brutal pass, and then it was a even, bad pass. Let's not even talk about the second one. The second one was Brock Osweiler like. I feel like I'm being ganged up on right here because you're wrong. It hit him in the hands. We hate you. It hit him in the hands, and no, he didn't dive. Yes, he did. It was a, he was fully extended. It hit him off the fingertips. I'm going to go outside can, and throw Can we get the replay you. to see if he hit the I, ground I, I, after? I watched the replay three times already, all right? It's Miller time. I'll try it. But, I, but I really think that... <laughs> <laughs> I, Let's go to eat a goddamn snack. <laughs> Dude, it, was, it was an awful pass. He threw off a his bullet. hands. It, it doesn't matter if it hit him in the hands. You think, can you catch a ball that hits you in the fingertips like that? With, with the way gloves are in the league now, there's no excuse for not catching anything. They don't just stick. They practically do. These aren't, these, these aren't those, those pads, like the, those paddles like that, those that you play with on the discs. beach. It's like the yeah. circle disc with the Velcro <laughs> with the, when it hits. All right, all right, so are you going to take it as far as some of the other boss? Should Michael Floyd not play in this next game? I'm fine with him not playing the next game. Why? I'm not. He I want a, him he to a, play. He, I want he him to had start. That, he had a bad penalty. He dropped that ball from Brady. Nope. That was a missed throw. But sure, go ahead. Say a drop. Yes, he had a bad game. He's been great ever since he signed him here. You should have Malcolm Mitchell. He's um, hurt. It's a knee thing. He, I, he's hurt. I think he'll be back next week. He'll be back next week. If, he, if Mitchell comes back, All I don't right. really need if you Floyd. Had to find, if you had to find one thing that Michael Floyd can do well, he does. he is a good blocker. 
He is, but I mean that's kind of that's what gave him the offensive pass interference last night. He was he was he was running yeah, somebody was backwards bad. in the middle of a pass. If, if Mitchell's back, that. you don't need him. Yeah. I mean, come on. Mitchell, don't Mitchell, need him. Mitchell and Ke- and Brady have a chemistry now. Brady yeah. likes throwing to him. I don't think Brady trusts Floyd. I thought he did after last week when he yeah, took a I thought pile. He did too. I thought he or a couple I, weeks I don't ago. know. I'm just. I'd rather you think he trusts him now after the ball the hands? Over I, that was Brady's. That was a bad throw by that Brady. That was an awful throw by Brady. Do we have the replay yet? Yeah, he was excited. Sorry, sorry. I I stopped to yell at you guys. Um, and, I'm and making the host look up a replay because I don't have a computer. <laughs> I, I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> okay, Steve's got it. But it was between that and another Brady. That that interception to Julian, that pass that he was trying to. Force right, I just saw the Julian. replay. We don't need to look at it again. Good. <laughs> Thank and, you. Bad pass for there. Point is my point. And then that forced pass to Julian Edelman. There was I, there wasn't even an avenue. That was that was not Main Street Nashville wide open. That w- there was zero avenue to Julian Edelman. There was there was three defenders in the middle that hit one of the linebackers in the chest. Just like I said, he dove for it. But I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, so are you saying are you saying in the bat it's awful pass? No, it's, it's fine. The, it's awful pass. It's awful pass. It's an awful pass. It wasn't that bad? It, it's not as bad as you. It's not as bad as you're making it out to be. Yeah, well, right. I don't. I don't know. I have to say it three times. I'm saying it's a bad pass. It's it's it's. It was a poor. Bad's a little better than awful. You were going awful, <laughs> awful. It wasn't. It, was, it, was, it, it wasn't was, Brock Osweiler. Bad. That one to Edelman was awful. He it was threw, a. Ca- it was a catchable. Mm-hmm. He threw that into a linebacker's it chest. It was a the the pass to Floyd was a catchable ball. Uh, if maybe if you're DeAndre Hopkins, where you can throw the one hand out. And you if have, your first round draft pick. You you have to. He doesn't have he doesn't have Giannis Antetokounmpo reach. I, I, no, first round not. draft pick Michael Floyd, who is who is a Pro Bowler in his own right. He had alligator was arms it? on that. He didn't dive forward and get hit. That's what happened. Okay. He should. It's, it's a it's a Brady mistake. If regardless, it, if it was if it was a classic Brady, compounded throw, by a guy who didn't want to get his clock clean, so he didn't dive forty. Eh, my I, arms. I thought eh, the, I thought there. the throw. Eh. I just I, I just watched the replay. I disagree, but I thought the throw down the left sideline to Edelman, where Edelman had to push off, was a worse throw. He he yeah, got a, he, he got I, away with an offensive pass interference there. Yeah, he did absolutely, and and. I, when I was watching last, I had, a, I had a conversation with my father this morning. I'm like, wow, Brady was slinging the ball down the field. I went and watched the replays. He was just throwing up prayers. Yeah. Just throwing go up and get it, which Brock Osweiler should do every time he wants to drop back and throw to DeAndre Hopkins. Like, come on. But I'm just saying he was really rattled. Like, we haven't seen Brady see ghosts in two and a half years. And he saw him last night. Well, it's because you have, you know, Clowney coming up the middle unblocked. Yeah, oh, I'm not saying it was his fault. I mean, hey, if Clowney hits me one once, I'm done. That's how play. That's how you beat the New England Patriots, and that's what either Pittsburgh or Kansas City will try to do next week. They're gonna Can have, they, though? They don't have the pass rush. Nobody has the pass rush. Houston's the only, Houston is the only player who has the potential to do that. So all you, and what, what are the Patriots? The Patriots are Agreed. phenomenal at taking away your strength. Yep. Now, yep. But last night, you know what their strength is. Their strength was you have to contain Jadavion Clowney. You cannot let him get into the backfield. And it was it, they, he walked right in. He walked right in. He made Tooney look like his bitch. He made Andrews look like his bitch. I can't. I can't get past this. The fact that Lewis fumbled that ball yeah, and gave was, Houston was starting brutal. field position at the thirty. That was brutal. And Brady, Actually, I, think it was, I think it was like the twenty. Brady, the second interception was worse than the first one from Agreed. Brady. Agreed. Houston's not even in that game. No, they're not. They're they're not even in the discussion. I mean, we're talking about. 
well, Houston did this to Brady, this to Brady. They still put up 36 points. I know 34 points? 34 points. I don't remember the, I don't remember the <laughs> final score. It was 34 to 16. <laughs> Thank you. And 34 points. But over overall, it was... Brady Brady didn't look good. And you you know you know that when Brady gets hit multiple times in a game, his accuracy starts to wear. His he, he throws it behind the receivers, he throws it to ahead of the receivers and he tries to force passes. Seattle was a perfect example. His first interception of the year, he was getting hit, he was getting hit, he was getting hit. He dropped back and he tossed a lob deep down the field. You he had zero business. You know once that ball went up. You knew it that it was going to be picked yep. off. And how many times do we see Brady Rush a throw, all of a sudden lean back, and you know where this ball's going, and it gets picked off. And I, I agree, and I think the the if you had to pick a unit that really was bailing him out and stepped up huge, and we haven't really seen this a lot in a long time. Usually, especially with drops and inconsistency, you take Floyd out of it. I thought the wide receivers as a group were phenomenal. Hogan, Amendola, if you're Edelman. Not, if you don't have Chris Hogan next week, if that injury is more serious, you're, right. that it's, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. Because Chris Hogan is so good. Is that deep threat? He is. He's so good. See, they from what it sounded like, he was rubbing a golf ball on his thigh. So it sounds like Charlie Horse. It sounded like a tight muscle. It just sounded like a tight muscle. Sounds painful. Like you ever, that what I what I was concerned with, and we need to talk about this. What if Bennett? What if Bennett's knee injury turns up to be worse? That's a huge problem. Huge problem. You don't have anybody else. And, and the thing about Bennett is that for people that just like to look at the stat sheet, like, ah, all right, like, you know, he didn't, oh, he had one catch, he had two. He's another tackle. He mauls people. That Danny, that Danny Emond, uh, I think it was the Julian Edelman reverse, he blocked one, two, three guys. He does so much for this team, and he's really a reason why Brady is not on his back all the time. He's so big for them. And if you do lose him, you're stuck with Langle. Langle, who nobody knew about until like three, two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean he he's a decent pass blocker, but he's he's not Martellus Bennett. And the fact is that like Martellus Bennett, even if like if you want to do the passing system, he can just be massive. Absolutely. If if Martellus Bennett, if this knee injury somehow holds him back, then the Patriots might be screwed for the AFC Championship because the tight end, as we know. Is a big, big part of their offense. Yeah. If, even in, even in the run game, they utilize their tight ends in so many different aspects right. of this game that if you lose him, you might be screwed against either Pittsburgh or Kansas City. Because guys, let's face it, they're two good teams. It's the first test they've had since Seattle. All right, we got Ken in Bedford, Mass. What's up, Ken? Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for the call. Thanks for letting me call in. Yeah, no problem. What's up? How much? I just want to talk about the pass last night. I mean, they played kind of swappy. Everybody was thinking, you know, Houston was going to get blown out by them, like 42-10. <laughs> I mean, just their offense. I know Brady got, like, pressured a lot. Clowney got to him. I mean, he was getting into it with the officials. A lot of, like, misunderstanding. Chris Hogan went out for the rest of the game. I mean, like you guys were just talking about, Bennett was a non-factor. Do you think the injury of Gronk catching up to them now? Yes, yes. Because if Gronk is if Gronk is in that game last night, it's the game. The game. I believe the Patriots score forty because Gronk is so he's uncoverable. And you have the two guys on this team on the Houston Texans who could potentially cover Gronk. They're they're gonna their their whole their whole game plan. Yeah, their whole game plan last night was pass rush. You don't the secondary of Houston could not handle Rob Gronkowski. So if he's in that game, if he's in that game, they're taking away one of the pass rushers. Yep. 
And they couldn't stop Edelman yesterday either. No, nah, they couldn't. They couldn't, but that also that made me nervous with Tom because that's when he started to force the ball into Julian Edelman because no, he, exactly. he didn't trust anybody else in the game other than Julian. Well, if you, if you listen to what Bennett says and take any stake in what he says after the game, he was pressing. He was trying too hard to be a big-time playmaker in it's that his, game. It's his, isn't that his first playoff game? He, he did have one in, with... In Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. Chicago? I, I actually had one. He definitely had he definitely had one with Dallas because yeah, behind Dallas, Witt. Yep. Yeah, okay, but I thought yep. I thought Chicago had he had a playoff game too. No, he had one playoff game with Dallas that he has re- just wiped from his memory. If you ask him, he wants nothing to do with it. So if you believe him at all, he was pressing in that game. You, you, you take Rob Gronkowski out of the mix. Of course, it changes things. But like like Ken said, we were talking about a forty-two to ten game. The final score ended up being thirty-four to sixteen. We're not that far off. We're not. We're really where we thought this game would be at the end. At the end of it, it was just a lot more sloppier and harder edge than you thought. Yeah, nobody expected Brady to like throw two picks in a matter of thirty-one attempts. I mean, he had two picks in what four hundred and twenty-eight attempts in the regular season. So I mean, nobody expected him to throw two picks against the Texans defense. Yeah, granted they went number one, but we beat number one defenses. Look at Seattle a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl. I mean, it was tight, but we ended up beating them. So we beat this team twenty-six nothing with Jacoby Brissett. I know with a third string. I know. I agree. What, just what scares me with things like this is, is when you have a player, when you have a team coming in that you were expecting the Patriots to absolutely smoke, then that's when they tend to lose. That's when they tend to drop games. Example, 2010 uh, divisional round. So when, when the Patriots are expected to blow teams out, it's, it seems like they struggle. And trap games are real. They are really real. They are absolutely real. All right, guys, 603-883-9900. Get on the phone. Give us some calls. we got 20 minutes left, so load them up. ESPN New Hampshire, the Sunday sit-down. Back at you. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. I am Steve Riccardi. The Patriots advanced to the record-breaking sixth straight AFC Championship game when they defeated the Houston Texans 34-16. Houston's top-ranked defense made life difficult for Tom Brady, sacking him twice and forcing two interceptions. Deion Lewis became the first player ever in a divisional game to score a touchdown off a pass, a run, and returning a kickback. The Patriots pulled away in the second half to give Brady his 23rd playoff victory, which is more than 27 teams have for total playoff wins. Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons' red-hot offense were too much for Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks crushing them 36-20 in advancing to the NFC Championship game. The Packers and Cowboys will kick off at 4.40 p.m. today. The winner will play the Falcons. The Pittsburgh Steelers and Kansas City Chiefs are set to kick off at 8.20 p.m. The winner will travel to Foxborough next week to take on the Patriots. The Bruins are set to battle the New York Islanders tomorrow in a 1 p.m. matinee. The last time the Bees stepped onto the ice, they scored six times. The Celtics will battle Kemba Walker and the Charlotte Hornets tomorrow with tip-off at 7.30 Avery Bradley still dealing with an Achilles injury. This 90-second update was brought to you by Budweiser. This Bud's free. Final 15 minutes of the ESPN New Hampshire Sunday sit-down. Guys, get your calls in 603-883-9900. We have 15 minutes of freestyle, I guess. Uh, we're going to hop into some baseball, though, because we have some news. Jose Batista, still a free agent, 
the most un- <laughs> seems to me like he is the most unliked man in the MLB. There, there, Baltimore. He said that he would like to play with Baltimore. I remember uh, probably a month back now, and then Baltimore's owner literally said, "We like we would, but the fans don't really like you, so we would prefer that you don't come to Baltimore." He just he just seems so unliked. It's really unbelievable. I mean, if if you believe some of the rumors around Bautista, the, the most recent one is he goes to Cleveland. Jo- joins his buddy Edwin Incarcion. And, yeah, and uh, <laughs> I don't know why you're looking at me like that. <laughs> and, and so that's the most recent rumor. There's also been rumors that um, Bautista's manager has reached out to Dave Dombrowski and said he would like to play for the Boston Red Sox. If that's true, why is he not here? Why is he not here? And don't give me cap space. Thank you. Preach. Sign him whatever a one year deal costs. And unless you're comfortable with Mitch Moreland as your DH extra first baseman, because I'm not. I want Bautista DHing for this team. And he should. Granted, he had a tough season last year, getting punched in the face, um, not really having the home run production that he usually does. But you take him to Fenway, he can rake. I just think I think he would be a great fit for this team. Um, especially you're talking where you have Hanley and you have kind of that um, Dominican influence down there. I, I just think it would really be a great fit for this Red Sox. He has a little bit of an edge, a little bit of a swagger. Um, he's passionate. Sounds like a Red Sox to me. I was a big advocate of that bat flip in the playoffs oh, years ago. I have when a sweater. <laughs> I have a sweater with the bat flip on it. That's how much I liked it. What is what is what was the Red Sox biggest issue last season with their offense though? Their offense was phenomenal all season, yep. but their biggest problem was leaving men on base. Bases loaded, one out, end of the inning. It was it was just constant. And this is why I do not want Jose Batista on this team. I'd Whoa. rather not. Because you want he, Mitch Morland? You happy with that? Well, we have him, so I, I'm, st- I'm stuck with him. But he's never been an average guy. He last year he hit 228. Uh, his best average that I'm seeing was 302, probably when he started uh, juicing a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Hey, and then, uh, hey, hey, 30... hey, cut that out. Oh, sorry, sorry. Steroids don't exist in this. Sorry, no, that was my bad. Problem. My bad. Um, <laughs> but 302, 2011. All of a sudden, his average just shot up because before that, his highest average was 273 and 04, and then he had a 240, 254 average in 2007. So he's always been very mediocre average wise, and then all of a sudden, his name kind of hit. When he started blasting home runs, um, I mean, he's had a really good career. I don't care if he's batting seventh in the lineup. I don't need him yeah, to be exactly. David why do Ortiz. we need? Why do we need him to bat for average? You need that's what the designated hitter is for to hit home runs, drive people in that are on base. Because because he's not going to because his bat his batting average is low, which to me means he's not going to get on base when you need him to. Mitch Moreland, Jose Bautista. Uh, it's not even close. And you can have both. But it, but they, <laughs> this team has made it so clear that they do not want to go over the luxury tax. Why? Which is absurd. Why? Then Why? lower hot every dog other prices. Year. Lower yeah. beer. Don't yell at me. Lower the ticket. Don't yell at me. Well, you're defending me. them. This this lower the decision. damn ticket prices. Lower the, the price of a beer. Please, like, I'm trying to close caption this one at a time, will you? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't. I don't want to hear money or any money talks with with the Red Sox because um, if I'm not mistaken, John Henry, uh, Liverpool spent a ton of money. In this transfer window. And just it, saying. And it costs about $30 to get a little tipsy just, at Fenway Park. It's very expensive. $30? Dude, 10 bucks a beer. You must, yeah, three beers? 30 I mean, bucks? It probably takes you 50 to get tipsy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but you guys, can we, can we, I, I, I was actually kind of joking about the Starwood issue, but 
2006 to 2009 for Jose Batista home run totals. 16, 15, 15, 12, 3, 13, 2010, 54. 43, 27, 28, 35, 40, and 22. <laughs> he's just starting to see the ball well, you know? <laughs> just late in his career, he's just while. seeing every stitch as it comes I, out I, of I just, I don't really like, I don't, I, I just don't, you know, I. <laughs> kind of like when that Brady Anderson got to Baltimore. Hey! <laughs> he's launching him off a of Babe's office building across the way, yeah. I mean, he was on fire, and that was the peak of his, his career, but I mean, he, he still has had, it, it wasn't just two years, it's been seven, eight. That's his. his Here's the thing. You made the Chris Sale de- deal. You became the favorites in the AL in the American League, right? I don't think they are anymore. No, because Cleveland then goes and they get Edward Encarnacion. How do you you need it? You need to counteract that. You have to have another move. I agree. Especially the young guys in the playoffs did not show up. Your Bradleys, your, the only your one Bogarts, that did was your Betts, they did not show up Who in the John playoffs. John Farrell took out in the playoffs. Which I'm yeah. still angry about. I also think a big concern, and this may be why they're staying away from Bautista, to be in all honesty. I think, as far as personnel, Dombrowski's worried. I think there are some, compared to last year, there are some attitudes. I think Chris Sale is a is a loose cannon. He I, is. He is. He's an I, attitude. I love him for it. But does John Farrell have but his- the ability to to? Keep this team together. I don't know, but you think Batista has never been labeled as a, as a cancer in the locker room. He's always been a pretty big nope, team but, guy. Like, but if you're talking about building a, a team that you know, let's be honest, baseball, a lot of it is can everything click at the right time? Yeah, Do your guys true. fit together? Is adding yet another guy who's going to bring attention? You know, because he does. Batista does the bat flip. You can you can say you like it. Some people didn't. It, it brought um, disagreement. Right, stain exactly. So why would you throw that in with Chris Sale, who's got an attitude? Price can fake how much he loves Boston all he wants. He is not happy. <laughs> oh, he here. said no. He said this week in an article, this is the first year that he's ever played in the MLB that he just didn't have fun. And he said also that he will be here the full seven years. So looks like we're not going to get lucky and have him opt out. Just pitch well. <laughs> that's all. It, that's all it needs. If you pitch well, if you pitch to what we, the David Price that we've been watching. We'll be happy with you, bud. Stay off Twitter. Dombrowski has come out and said he has his starting pitching staff, right? The the, the five starters that will start the season. That could change. That could change. But as of now, he has Sale, Porcello, Price, Wright, and uh, Pomerantz. I like that. He has Eduardo Rodriguez either starting the season in Pawtucket or out of the bullpen. I I don't like that. You know what? I don't like that because I think... You saw a glimpse of it, Pomerantz, in that long relief, Andrew Miller-type mold, and he was nasty. I think Pomerantz would be a great relief pitcher. I don't think he's going to do well as a starter. In Stick the with it. League. Like, There's no shame in being a really, really good reliever. They get paid tons of money, too. You Look put Pomerantz Kelly. in that bullpen with Carson Smith coming off that injury, Kimbrell out there already, Joe Kelly, Thornburg, I believe is Tyler the guy. Tyler Thornburg, yep. Tyler Thornburg. You put Pomerantz out there to eat up innings, Workman. Put him out there to eat up innings. I'm fine with that. I, I the one concern I have about Erod is too many lefties. That's too many lefties in the starting the, rotation. That's, both Pomerantz and Erod the same the same thing. Exactly. They I do mean, have so too I guess many. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, I would like Erod in the starting rotation. I won't be surprised if he is. They do have too many lefties. It is a legitimate concern. And then Stephen Wright is you know coming off one. Of, he's a knuckleballer. It's not like you have a true righty. The point of me bringing, bringing that up really is that Price is now the thir- third guy. Which is, I think he'll thrive he's, in. He's the third guy. If he, can just, if he can just get 12 wins, he's never really had pressure on him. Fine with it. He's just never really had any pressure on him. 
I mean, you, you started off his, his yeah, career in, in Tampa Bay. Yeah, the six he fans to, in Tampa yeah. were really <laughs> laying it on thick. Hey, that's what I'm zero. He has no pressure on. Him. Went to Toronto. I mean, Toronto fans can pretend that they care about baseball all they want, do they? Then. I mean, they they they're kind of fake fans to me. Well, they, and then, they don't have the they don't have the Maple Leafs to root for. So yeah, and then in Detroit, when he was in Detroit, I mean, that's probably the most pressure he ever had. And he he probably was not ready when he came to Boston. Thought, hey, I've heard about how much they love baseball. I'm a good pitcher. They'll probably love me. Not not the case, buddy. In Boston, if you are mediocre or under what we expect of you, you're hated. Yeah, it's very difficult. You know what, though? If, if he pitches well, you're a god. But if you if you if you're passionate about it. I'll let Jake Peavy will love you for it. If Jake Peavy was beloved in Boston because he pitched as a number four guy should, he pitched decent, but pitched he had that good. fire. He was so he, he wanted he wanted it so badly. But the expectations for Jake Peavy were so agreed. different I'm, than I'm they just, offered David that, Price. That's, that's, that's comparing Price to Peavy. You can't. I'm just comparing the situations of what you're. Yeah, I, I just think. Like, why did they hate JD Drew? Because he didn't care. If you're a true competitor, right, you should want to play in a market like Boston. Agreed. If you if you really want to be remembered as a great player, you should want to play in Boston. It's why I don't understand the argument across all sports of why NBA guys don't want to come to Boston. Why why you know big but, star athletes don't want to come to Boston. You, you're you're glorified in this city if you, you know, play. Monty well. Jones doesn't want to come to Boston. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, remember, remember what Bomani Jones thinks. We probably, we probably hate David Price because, you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> because he pitches bad. That's, 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 he's why, a bad that's why we were cheering Porcello. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. It's it. <laughs> what it, do you say? Because he's from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Is that accurate? Yeah, I don't know. Be, I it just might made be Tennessee. It might <laughs> be Tennessee. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the ESPN New Hampshire Sunday Sit Down. We're hoping to see you. In a couple of months, I mean, me and Steve and Jack would love to come back, take a seat in this chair, and uh, talk sports with you again. Call in, argue with us. We love to argue. We'll probably be arguing over text throughout these next couple of months because we got nothing better to do on Sundays. You guys, you guys excited for your uh, little vacation? Can't. I mean, Jack's Jack's vacation no. is basically the same. If, if we're back in uh, three months, I'll see you guys in August. <laughs> See you in Christmas, Jack. All right, guys, the ESPN New Hampshire Sunday sit down. My name is Nick Qualia. Thank you for listening in.